right, welcome back. It is another Chunk Podcast, and DJ Khaled will not be participating in this one. I know he did in the last one, and uh, he actually sued us, so we can't say DJ Khaled's catchphrase anymore. But welcome to another podcast. We've got JJ, we've got Lynch, and we have Reggie, and it's happening this weekend. It's the Chunk Fantasy Football Draft, and it will be happening live on our Facebook page. If you want to follow us, search for The Chunk or facebook.com slash the chunk pod give us a like while you're there you will be able to watch live and participate in our fantasy football draft this weekend uh it's, it's i'm super excited for it i don't know if you guys are ready but uh i'm i'm pretty amped i'm ready this is the biggest day of my year i wait all year for this day <laughs> um, my yet. question is <laughs> you said that they're going to participate with us how are they participating okay let me tell you when you go facebook live people are allowed to comment so when they comment, we will be able to, or at least I'll have it up in front of me, we'll be able to communicate with them via comments. And Facebook Live also has this weird feature where you can potentially bring someone on to your Facebook Live video with you. I don't know what, I mean, it'd be like like surfing through Omegle, so you probably wouldn't want to do it. But <laughs> Omegle. I'm just saying. But it, it's a feature that they have. So they could potentially participate on our Facebook page, but they have to like us first on Facebook. But there'll be plenty of, I'm sure there'll be plenty of things going on. We'll be Facebook Live for easily over an hour, possibly two, because some people draft very, very slowly. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm going to live tweet uh, okay. the draft on the uh, Fantasy Football Twitter account. So check okay. that out. All right. So basically, just follow at the Chunk Pod. You'll get access to all of our fantasy football tidbits via our fantasy football Twitter. Because if we had it going on on the, on the same one, uh, basically, I mean, Reggie's handling the fantasy football stuff on the Twitter, but he's going balls to the walls, and uh, <laughs> not everybody is down with the, the fantasy football. So uh, follow us on Twitter. Follow us literally anywhere. We would appreciate it. Uh, but we are excited for this weekend and the fantasy football draft. Um, there's only four of us here, but there's 12 total in the league. Um, so it's going to be exciting. 12, I feel like 12 is like the perfect size for a fantasy football league. I don't know what other leagues you guys are in, but to me, 12 is that perfect sweet spot where it, it, you have enough depth available and it also requires a little bit of research. Yeah, I agree because I feel like 10, some teams are, you just, you know, everyone is good and then you run into the problem of Jarvis Landry this week or do I play DeAndre Hopkins this week? It, and you still have, you know, another top wide receiver on your team. Uh, so I'd like 12 because then you get into, you know, threes in your team. Yeah. Remember when we first started this league years ago? It wasn't the Chunk Fantasy Football. It was uh, the Super Duper Fantasy Football League. Uh, and if, if you've gone over to our Facebook page, you can see a little throwback video we did for Nikki uh, when he almost left the league. Uh, pretty interesting little video. Uh, I whipped it up. I spent way too much time on it to try to get him to come back to the league. But anyway, we were doing eight-man leagues back in the day. Eight-man, two-quarterback leagues when we first started this. <laughs> Those were the oh, days, man. though. I, I, that was so much fun. I do miss the two-quarterback league. I don't know. I, it was it was fun for me. I loved it. I loved it on both quarterbacks, too. So I got stuck with, like, the scrubs. Yeah, a little Josh Freeman action in your life. I love the eighteen leagues, but I'm I'm not a big fan of the twelve. I like ten. Of course, better just because everyone has because everyone has you know a good team. You have good players, and then like you don't have to worry about okay, I need to start this fourth string wide receiver to get to win this week, which you do in a twelve team league. I, so it, that's just my personal. That sounds like the the talk of someone who doesn't want to work for it. 
I do. I just it's like winning better. And I won four championships with the ten league. Just saying. I look. At, I will give you credit. Uh, we have been playing since like 2012, and Reggie did go on a four-year straight championship run, and he knocked me off. Uh, in the championship, I, th- I believe twice at least, but um, I was like a perennial second placer, and uh, it was making me sad. But it's a new, it's a new league. It's the Chunk Fantasy Football League. We've moved on, and uh, this is where we're at. We're excited for the draft this weekend. But to start this off, I know we have all already picked our draft orders. If you've seen it on our Facebook page, you can see it on our website, thechunkpod.com. Uh, we picked our draft orders by picking a character in Super Smash Brothers and letting that character do the work for us. Um, but I just want to know right out the gate, Reggie, you did wind up getting the first pick overall. Yeah, that here. is uh, yes, shenanigans, by the way. Yeah, I know. I, I don't know. Who did you wind up picking? I don't remember who it was. I picked Ness. I'm a big Earthbound fan. Shout out to Earthbound. And then if you watch video on Facebook, one of the greatest comebacks in Super Smash Brothers history. He's like down to one life. There's like three people with more comes back and wins it. So. Shout out to Ness. Ness camped the entire time. No, he didn't. I don't know. It did kind of look like Ness was hiding in the corner like a little baby back bitch. But, hey, I'm just <laughs> saying. I'm just hey, saying. Oh, PG-13. But it's what you know. whatever you got to do to get the W. But you you are in the number one spot. And one question I wanted to ask everyone here is what would you do with the number one spot? We did kind of talk about it with you a little bit before, the, before we started the podcast. Y- you have a very interesting take on what you would do. But I don't want to hear from you right away because you have the pick. Uh, let's hear from Lynch first. If you had the number one pick in the draft, where would you go? Because I, I feel like there's at least three, maybe, maybe two two or three that would be okay there. I know that it's traditionally, you know, Todd Gurley, Le'Veon, Zeke, and then David Johnson in the PPR league and in the Cardinals offense this year. I would go with David Johnson, number one. Okay, that's bold. Listen, I love David Johnson. Uh, unfortunately, I drafted him last year and I held him on my team for the entire season because I just couldn't bring myself to to get rid of him. I, I love him too much. But you're you're high on the Cardinals' offense this year? Not necessarily high on them. <laughs> okay, um, I just wanted to be clear. I didn't think that they were going to be the Cardinals' offense. I think they are going to be serviceable, and I'm taking DBS player on the team. Bradford is serviceable enough to, you know, distribute the ball to Larry Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk, uh, whoever they have at tight end, J.J. Nelson, and, you know, is one of the most dangerous running backs coming out of the backfield. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I love David Johnson. I don't think I would pick him with the number one pick if it was me personally. Uh, J.J., if you had the number one pick right now, from what you've seen, what what would you be doing with it? I always I always kind of go back and forth. Personally, I feel as though it is not typical for the top running backs to be consistent contributors from year to year, except for Le'Veon Bell. Um, and in years past, I've gone quarterback in the first round. Um, Ooh, bold move. That is bold. Yeah. Usually, usually I like to grab a quarterback, especially during those Peyton Manning years at the end. Um but I think in this year's draft, um, I do think that grabbing Le'Veon Bell is probably um, what I would do with the number one pick, just because I don't think that the Steelers, 
I don't think that Big Ben's getting any better at passing, but Le'Veon Bell is just, you know, he's a workhorse. He gets mad carries, and I just think he's probably the safest bet at number one. And that's and that's coming, that's speaking from experience because I believe late at uh, late last season you did finagle a trade where you had him for a little while. Uh, you were able to experience what it was like to have a high-quality player on your team, so maybe you're speaking from a little bit of experience. Yes, for two weeks I did experience <laughs> what it was like to have a high-quality player on my team. And then I traded him for several uh, kind of good players to try and uh, make that playoff push, but it didn't work out for me. No, you did shore um, up a lot of holes using that one large chip, so I will give it to you in that aspect. I saw what you were doing, but now you have a fresh slate. You can do whatever you'd like. And uh, and basically, you can try to build an even team from the big, from the get go. But you were catching on late last year. I think you're going to be good moving forward. Uh, let me just say how what I think I would do with the first pick. I can't believe we're all actually probably going to be in different different houses here. But I don't think it's even a question. Todd Gurley, it, he showed what he could do last year, both catching the ball and running the ball. The dude, the dude's a savage, right? And I just think the Rams' offense, their offense and defense together, I think they're just the most complete team going right now. Their offense is electric, and he is the workhorse of that offense. I, I just don't see any other way I would go with the number one pick. But let me just, let me see if there is another way we could go by asking Reggie what he would do with the number one pick, considering the fact that he actually has the number one pick. I do. I do have the number one pick. Um, I like what J.J. was saying in theory. I would want to take Le'Veon Bell. I mean, he's a beast. He gets like 100 catches a year, gets all the carries. He's always on the field, always getting the ball. So, I'm, and he's, a, I mean, when he's not suspended, he usually plays a lot. So, I would go with Le'Veon Bell, but I am a Cowboys fan. It physically pains me to see him play for somebody else's fantasy team. So, I feel like I have to take Ezekiel Elliott with the number pick, which I probably will do. Spoiler alert. See, but, um, okay, see, that's, yeah, I go with Zeke. That's where you and I are different. I'm a Packers fan. But I won't. I won't reach. Not that you're not that you're reaching very far, because there is like the top five. Listen to me. The top five are are all to me interchangeable. Uh, they're not too far away from each other. I believe there's five elite players that will make your team very good. But I won't reach for a Packers player, despite my desire for all of them. Like I would love to have a team with Aaron Rodgers, Devonte Adams. Uh, and I won't choose any of those three running backs because, honestly, it's a crapshoot at this point. There's three running backs that could potentially be good, so I just won't even go in that way. But I would love to have Rodgers and Adams and maybe even Jimmy Graham sometime down the line, but I won't reach for him. That is true. I usually don't reach. I don't, yeah, it's, it's not really much of a reach for Zeke to go number one. It just, you know. But I feel like with, with um, Gurley, he had that one really bad year in the second, his second season. Like, he wasn't good at all. Yeah, so neither I'm were the Rams, though. Neither were, if, that, if that happens again, I mean, no. No, but neither were the Rams is what I'm telling you. But the Rams are on the up and up right now. Jared Goff is coming into his own. I, I think I think all signs point to Gurley right now. I don't even think it's close. I mean, maybe. Who knows? I mean, everyone has predictions like who's going to be good. But as the season unfolds, everyone, but no one really knows who's going to be good, who's going to be bad. So yeah. it all depends. No, you're right. You're right. Did you, guys see, did you guys see that Ben left practice yesterday with a possible concussion? Yes, I Big did. Ben? Oh, yeah. Ooh. I guess I heard he ran into one of his O-linemen, fell and hit his head on the, on the ground. Yeah, they said that his head, his head snapped back, and they put him in concussion protocol. So. Wow. But, I mean, you know, it's 
it's the preseason, so it doesn't, you know, technically matter to him. Yeah. He probably shouldn't play. Okay. Uh, but it's, you know, once that first concussion of the year happens, the second and third. Yeah, you got you got to watch out for those. Rounds. Yeah, you got to watch out for those offensive linemen. You never go full Sanchez. You just can't do it. All right, I'm just saying it's a, never a good look. So that will, like you said, that would affect Antonio uh, Brown going into the draft. Somebody who may pick him in the top five might he might drop a little bit farther if there's no assurance that B- Big Ben is ready for the season opener. But again, it was week one. He probably doesn't even want to play preseason anyway, so he could be flopping. You know, he could be pulling, you know, a, a LeBron and flopping on everybody. So. Yeah, that I was see that. shots fired, by the way, on LeBron. Sorry. I mean, I mean, if uh, if Big Ben doesn't play, then clearly the Steelers are just going to do Wildcat the entire game. Oh, yeah. Why not? I got Landry Jones, you know, the savior. Nah, he's serviceable. I don't think he's terrible. But anyway. He's terrible. <laughs> I think, Juju Schuster-Smith is really fast. Oh, yeah, dude's awesome. Yeah, no, I like him. Uh, okay, I want to get thoughts on where you guys are actually – picking in the draft i know we just heard from uh reggie so we don't need to hear from him again so reggie you can take a nap uh All right, see you. so we'll move on to lynch i believe lynch you are picking fourth in the draft uh i'm kind of i'm kind of wondering are you okay with this spot like are you were you happy when you got it or and how is it looking in mock drafts are you happy with the teams that you might be able to make um i mean I, i'm not wasn't happy because you know i feel if had i gotten the third pick I have a little bit more control of who I get because obviously if m- my prediction go- comes true, it's Reggie's taking Zeke number one, saying, you know, as you said, Todd Gurley, the one would go number two, and then I have my pick of Le'Veon and David Johnson. Uh, I'm slightly afraid that whoever is picking at three will take David Johnson from underneath my fingertips. <laughs> We'll see if they uh, listen to the podcast between now and then. Yeah. Well, he made it very clear, yeah, even mean, in the even <laughs> in the even in the comment section of the video that chose the draft order, he made it very clear he wanted David Johnson. So he's not shying away from that. Even at four, I, I'm comfortable coming back uh, in second round and you know grabbing a quality wide receiver or stacking that second running back to where I shut down the running back position for myself because you know. We do play three receivers and two flexes. Yeah, I guess we should have said that ahead of time. Our league is we do have two two uh, running back wide receiver tight end flexes to kind of give a little more flexibility, I guess. That wasn't really a pun. That was what the word's there for. <laughs> uh, so we do have two flexes. We start three wide receivers and two running backs. Um, so I get what you're saying. I, I would love to get David. If you could get David Johnson at four, that's awesome. But I think you're going to – either way, you're going to come away with a good player. Um, yeah. But, J.J., where were you picking at? I believe you were fifth, right? I'm number five, yeah. So you're coming in um, after Lynch uh, knowing that he wants David Johnson. Uh, how are you feeling about where you're at? I think that's perfectly fine. Um, at number five, honestly, if Le'Veon and Gurley and Zeke and uh, maybe even Saquon, like if any of those guys are gone at number five, I probably am going to snag Aaron Rodgers. Oh, okay, I got a feeling though. I can tell you right now, I don't I, I, a decent feeling that Saquon Barkley will probably be there at five. But and honestly, I'm pretty high on Saquon Barkley, just like uh, Lynch is high on the Cardinals' offense. I think that Barkley, <laughs> I think that Barkley is going to be a beast this year. 
Me too. Um, and I, I would be really tempted to take him there at number five. Um, but I just, he's an unknown commodity in an offense that struggled last year with injuries and turnovers. Um, Aaron Rodgers is coming off an injury, but even when he came back at the end of the season last year, he looked like a freaking champ. Yeah. And I just, I don't think you can go wrong with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I Um, weapons. He got weapons. That's for sure. And Jimmy Graham, uh, you know, going to the, the Packers. Um, I just, I'm probably, I'm leaning towards Aaron Rodgers though. We'll see. I, I don't know. Maybe I'll be on the Barkley train when one Saturday night comes. Well, that's the thing. Okay, here for most mock drafts that I'm seeing, let's say hypothetically the big four running backs are off the board. It's Gurley, Bell, David Johnson, and Zeke all in front of you, and you're left with Antonio Brown, uh, Saquon Barkley will be st- hanging around there, Julio Jones if you're feeling it, Odell Beckham. So uh, you're telling me you would pick Aaron Rodgers over those players? I mean, think about it this way. Other than Todd Gurley and Le'Veon Bell, Aaron Rodgers probably would have outscored any of those other players. I see what you're saying. Even though the running back pool is smaller than the quarterback pool is, having somebody that's going to score me 350 points or 400 points this year is something that I want to start as the bedrock of my team. Okay, I don't disagree. I, I just think... I, in my, it's not in my nature to pick a quarterback in the first round, and, and in a lot of the mocks that I've been doing, which I haven't been doing a, a whole bunch of them, but uh, as far as what I've been seeing, I haven't really been picking a quarterback until like the freaking end of the draft. Like I, I wound up, I did a mock and I didn't pick one till round fifteen. I don't even know how it happened. I just didn't. Uh, I don't know. That's just the way I draft for some reason. That's my route. Is is I just punt the quarterback and I'll deal with that later. Sure. I mean, any any of the, you know, outside of the top three quarterbacks or the top five quarterbacks, the production you're getting is pretty similar. Yeah. Um, but I, I just like to grab the elite quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Tom Brady. Yeah. Russell Wilson had a lot of points last year. A lot of people like Cam Newton, though. I, I really don't. I don't understand the fantasy appeal of Cam Newton. Scam Newton, um, but running touchdowns, beast with the running. He does, he does, he does have a lot of those. Um, but anyway, I, I don't know. I'm also at number five, so if I don't take a quarterback at five, then there's two, four, six, eight, ten, yeah. twelve, fourteen picks before I get my next pick. But here's the deal, but, though. I think there's again, mock drafts aren't aren't the bible here you can't draft for stupid you can't plan for it there's a lot of things that's going to change in this draft uh i do think however that if you don't get aaron Rodgers, you can get one of breeze brady uh wilson in the second round i don't think four quarterbacks are going to go in the first two rounds i I that's just based off of everything i've seen i just don't think that'll be the case Mm. So I don't spoken, know. Spoken like a true Packers fan that no, wants Aaron Rodgers. No, yeah, I, I already told <laughs> No, I'm telling you. Listen, I would love to have Aaron Rodgers on my team. I promise you, if he's sitting there, if he is sitting there uh, at the end of round one and the start of round two, I won't pick him. Because I just, I, I don't know. To me, the value difference between, I mean, quarterbacks are going to get it no matter what. Like, they are the quarterbacks. If you find, you can find, uh, to me, I can find a decent quarterback in the 10 to 15 range. Uh, and, and live with it and and just hoard good running backs and good wide receivers because they're the most likely to get injured in the first place. I would like to have a stable ready to fill in for anything that happens along the way. That's just me. 
That's true. I, I think I think Saquon Barkley is going to be the real deal. He looks like the best running back in the league, I think. Like just the way he moves and cuts, like he's a monster. He I looks like Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, he's yeah. worth a top five pick, I think. Okay, guys, we've only seen one preseason game. Let's chill out a second here. I'm granted, the guy, <laughs> he looks, he looks my awesome. Thing with Barkley. Uh, my thing with Barkley is that of line is garbage. Yes. And why Eli struggled so much last year, yes, they didn't have a running game, but because he was constantly under pressure, that offensive line didn't change that much to where I feel comfortable investing a top five pick in Barkley that he's going to be the running back I want to start on my team every single game yeah, this year. I totally agree. I'm picking at the end of the draft. I lucked out. Listen, I said if I, if I wasn't going to win the first pick overall, I would love to just tank it. And thank you, Pac-Man, for just tanking it. Uh, I wound up get, I wound up getting the last pick in the draft, so I will get the first back-to-back. I'm going to get two pretty decent players right out the gate. However, I'm going to be waiting another 20 or so picks after. But everything I've seen, I'm very pleased with what I'm going to be able to assemble at the end of this draft. Uh, so, I mean, I, I'm ready for it. I love the spot I'm in. I think it's going to be fantastic. Reggie's already said he, he, he was willing to trade with me. I don't want to do it, though. I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade for the number one pick, though. I'll give you my n- number one pick in a bologna sandwich. Think about it. Can you put can you put mayo on it? Extra mayo for you. Ooh, I'll consider it. Uh, no, but I really like where I'm at. Uh, I think I'm going to be able to build up a couple decent players right there, and then just build off of that as we move through the draft. So I'm I'm good with where I'm at at number twelve. Um, okay, and I just wanted to get real quick before we got out of the fantasy football because I don't want to blow our load before the actual draft because we've already know we already know too much of what's going to happen. Um, can't tip our hand too much. We will be doing a recap podcast afterwards uh, sometime next week to just see, see how everything went down, see if we're happy with our teams. And after Reggie's done roster baiting, uh, he can come back oh. and tell everybody how happy he is with Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> uh, but I do want to know, uh, does anybody have like a sleeper, like a really deep sleeper? We don't have to do anything crazy because um, we're not super deep. Uh, we're like a 17-round league. Um, but I want to know if anybody, like there's somebody on the very end of the round you might be thinking about scooping up just out of sheer potential. I'm going to go with uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Um, on the rankings I just looked at online, he's like ranked 350th. If you want him, you can get him. A rookie for the Green Bay Packers. Um, I don't think Geronimo Allison has done anything to sure up the um, Devontae Adams. Um, I think Randall Cobb's going to work primarily in the slot, opens up that other receiver spot for someone like Valdez Scantling who can fly and stretch the field for the Packers. And then that goes off of what J.J. said. Rodgers has weapons, so Valdez Scantling, since he can run as fast as he can, is going to be single covered the entire season. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. no, I like it. I Listen, I would love for this guy to pan out. I would love for him to pan out and be the number two guy after Devontae Adams. As a Packers fan, he already looked good in the first preseason game. The dude looked like a stud. I would love to see that translate and him come, you know, just be what we need at that number two spot after losing Jordy. Or, or by losing Jordy, I mean letting Jordy walk in one of the saddest days in Packers history. Uh, but anyway... Uh, no, that's a, I think that's a good sleeper. I think that's somebody that will do something uh, down the line, and I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for the best for, for him. Um, I Part of this is just a sleeper in football in general, but potentially a fantasy sleeper for uh, those of you that are looking for a backup quarterback. I, I really, really liked 
um, Lamar ja- Lamar Jackson in the draft. Okay. And and with Joe Flacco being injured on and off, and that team kind of like having an existential crisis, you know, maybe <laughs> maybe maybe he maybe he emerges as the starting quarterback at some point this season. Um, I think he's really talented, and um, I think that maybe he might be worth a late, a, you know, a late draft snag just to see if he ends up taking that starting spot sometime this season. Okay, I mean, I, listen, I would love to see. Uh, not that I don't like Flacco, but I mean, I don't think the Ravens are going to be as excited. Well, I say this, I say this every year, but they some, they somehow wind up winning games. I thought they were one of the worst teams in the league for when they made the Super Bowl. So I don't even know what I'm talking about right now. Uh, but I'm just, I just, I see the Ravens, I see Flacco, and I just, I just, I'm kind of bored. I don't know. They're just kind of a boring team. But I think Lamar Jackson is an exciting player, and if he ever got the opportunity, I would definitely be like, if something happened to Flacco, not that I'm saying it will or wishing that upon him, but <laughs> I would, I would enjoy watching Ravens games if uh, Jackson was at quarterback. I think it'd be fun to watch. I got a question: Is is Lamar Jackson number two, or is RG three number two? Ah, Ooh. good question. I don't, I- I don't think that it matters at this point. I think that number is just arbitrary. Yeah, I would Ravens say minds. Yeah. I think RG three is you know just there. Taking right now, they have Lamar Jackson top. listed as their number two on the depth chart. Yeah, I would imagine he would be the next man up because they spent draft capital on him. Are uh, they don't have any ties to RG three? They're just they they bring him in. Obviously, because he was once a good player, you're going to keep giving this guy opportunities thinking maybe he'll come back to form. But, I mean, Lamar Jackson, you spend the draft capital on him, you're going to want to groom him to be the next one. Was he the first-round pick? I don't know if he was first or second. I don't remember, but it was still a high draft pick. Flacco? No, no, no. Lamar Lamar uh, Jackson. Lamar was a first-round, I believe. Interesting. Yeah, final pick of first round. You're right. So he was a first round. You you don't draft a quarterback in the first round if you don't expect something of him and maybe potentially the future of your franchise. Um, But in the sleeper department, I will say one player that I was looking at uh, all last season, he was a rookie, uh, and he did fumble in his first game, and he really never had an opportunity to gain traction. Uh, John Ross, wide receiver for the Bengals, the dude can flat out, run like he's freaking a lightning bolt right get the ball into his hands if if marvin lewis can find a way to get this guy the ball creatively which i don't think he can but i'm holding out hope he might be able to find a little creativity in there uh get the ball in john ross's hands i think i think he would be an amazing compliment next to aj green uh but i i have yet to see it obviously and i'd love to see it this season um so i'm thinking maybe Late in the draft, uh, or, or sometime this this season, I will be looking at John Ross seriously and, and See, thinking think, about him. I think the Bengals. Yeah, I was, was going to say the Bengals personnel-wise, I think suffer from some of the same problems that the Giants have. Um, not a, a very strong run game and a semi-inaccurate passer, um, and also their coach GM strategy. Just isn't Bill Belichick. Yeah, they've been kind of me. they've been kind of lackluster well, for about I don't know Doyle, ten years. Doyle loves himself some Andy Dalton though, and <laughs> they got Joe Mixon now. So Joe Mixon is solid. He's actually maybe someone that I'm looking at. 
Yeah, no, Joe Joe Mixon I think is fine, and he he's you know he showed some decency last year when he wasn't hurt. Um, and they did get rid of Jeremy Hill, so now that that issue is not not there anymore. So it's not super crowded. Giovanni Bernard I think is a good uh, complement to uh, Mixon. So I think they're doing things right, but until they like like you said, until they get rid of Marvin Lewis and just restart or reinvigorate that franchise. They're going to be just muddling in mediocrity for just decades. I just, I just, it's that's what they've been doing. They've been when I first started watching football, the Bengals were a joke. They're better than they were when I first started watching, <laughs> but they're, a better joke. they're just spinning their tires <laughs> in in slightly better than joke. Yeah, it's it's not. It's just weird. That franchise is weird. I don't know why they keep holding on to Marvin Lewis. It's like he has something on somebody, one of the higher ups or something. I don't know. It's really weird there. But that's He's been there for like eleven years, hasn't won a playoff game. Yeah, it's amazing. I don't I don't understand. I do I do remember that one season with Carson Palmer though, when he went down with that knee injury, I was livid. Dude. I was livid. Was, that Bengals team was like the best team in football. I thought, yeah, I, they were so they were good. Nasty. Oh my god, I was so mad. Uh Reggie, oh, yeah. did you have a sleeper uh, you want to throw out? Yeah, yeah, I got a sleeper. Um I don't want to give up all my win the draft and win the league, but sure. um, Tavon Austin, the Dallas Cowboys. Ugh. I think they're finally gonna take advantage. <laughs> I think they're finally gonna take advantage without having Des Bryant. In. Like Dak is best at spreading the ball around. Like when whenever Des was hurt, he would get, everyone would get like five or six catches, like spread it out easily. And now that he's gone, he's a more accurate passer, spread it out to whoever's open. And if Tavon can get open, he's a big play guy. So I think he's a good sleeper for like if you need just to fill in a roster spot, give you twenty points, you know. On a on any given Sunday, so oh. I think he's a good sleeper pick. Okay, that's fine. Listen, hey, don't have any issue with you coming out here saying Tavon Austin because I promise you I won't be touching him. So uh, don't think you're giving <laughs> away some golden nugget to me. I will not bother. You can have him. Uh, and, I'll and, take him. And I could be wrong. I mean, he he may actually you know turn this up. He, he was there with the Rams for the longest time. Uh, they never. I don't think they ever really used him properly. Uh, so they tried. so yeah. So maybe. A change of scenery is what he needed. So I, I could be wrong, but I promise you I won't be the one to experiment with Tavon Austin on my team. <laughs> so uh, I think that should wrap up most of our fantasy football pre-draft talk. Um, we will get into a little bit more after the draft um, come, what is it, next week. Obviously, this weekend we're going to be doing the draft. So, uh, again, follow us on Facebook at The Chunk Pod. You can follow along um, on the draft. It'll be Saturday night. August 18th, right around 7 o'clock, we're looking to start. So we'll get everything set up and ready to go. So you can follow us on there for the draft. Um, that, that, Reggie, right? What's that Twitter? What's the Twitter? Oh, I believe it's at the Chunk Pod. Uh, thanks for asking. All right. All right, moving on. Uh, we got a couple things for entertainment and a couple things for gaming. Obviously, we went uh, fantasy football heavy here, but we can bust through these. Uh, in entertainment, I just wanted to bring this up because I saw a clickbait article. Uh, I saw the words Green Lantern and DC Universe, and I was like, I'm intrigued. You have my attention. Then I saw Tom Cruise as the front runner to play Green Lantern in DC Universe. I almost threw up when I saw this. <laughs> Disgusting. Yeah, I'm I don't. Here for it. I love it. I'm, I'm. When are we going to get our Black Green Lantern? I, I don't understand. I don't know. I always thought uh, Idris Elba would have been a perfect John Stewart uh for for green lantern i don't know i don't know if that ship has sailed yet but an older john stewart i don't think the ship i mean you could still do it so uh tom cruise as a green lantern in any form i don't think is a good idea uh but i i think it was a clickbait article i did not give them the click but i did go to the comments <laughs> and watch the the everyone just losing their mind 
which is what I wanted to do when I what exactly what I did in my head when I read it. Uh, it made me sick to my stomach, and I really hope it doesn't happen. I'm just going to put it out there. Hal Jordan is kind of like the classic Green Lantern, but DC has had so much more success, I feel like, with Jon Stewart, Green Lantern, in yes. their animated series. Um, I just I don't understand why they wouldn't go that route. He's been in pretty much all their Justice League uh, cartoon shows. Every animated movie that they've had has been uh, Jon Stewart. Um, I, 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 I don't know. It's just... I know it's just a rumor about Tom Cruise and all that, but I think that the John Stewart Green Lantern is a uh, better choice in general yeah, for no, DC. For sure. Some would say this one right here is actually the best choice for Green Lantern. Hey, this is Phil Lamar. And this is John Stewart. And you're listening to the Chunk Podcast. There you go. <laughs> there, that's that's the good Green Lantern. That's John Stewart. And uh, I, I do think you're right. I think moving forward... If they were going to bring in a Green Lantern and a Green Lantern Lantern core to the DC universe, I think I think John Stewart would be the wise move. Uh, please, please not Tom Cruise. Uh, but Plus, see, what? Well, I was just going to say also, if you're the kind of person that you know wants to see more diversity in our film, um, I think that that would also be a good contributing factor towards that that casting choice. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree. Uh, but speaking of Idris Elba, uh, I believe someone here has seen some uh, Idris Elba's name floating around with not a Green Lantern, but a James Bond. There's a potential. I feel like this has been going on for like 10 plus years. Uh, Idris Elba, there was a huge backlash. People are like, are you kidding me? This can't happen. Uh, and then to which I followed up with, why? Uh, but Lynch said he may have saw something online that uh, that would be the... The yin to the yang of Idris Elba as Bond. Seen things online and I've seen heard things on the radio. Uh, the things online are in, are supportive of it. They are basically saying that it's time. The thing I heard on the radio was that Idris Elba can't succeed as James Bond. James Bond. James Bond is you know predominantly white and he takes office up in predominantly white areas, but is black, so he can't sneak around. Okay, what does that even mean? You can't sneak around because he's black. I don't get that. That doesn't make any sense. So, uh, I guess they're just saying that, you know, the people, the villains uh, in James Bond would be like, oh, there's James Bond. He's black. <laughs> oh, oh. Okay. Dude, ninjas dress in black. What does that have to do with anything? Yeah. <laughs> no, but if he's, if he's like in this rich, fancy place, a lot of black people, they would look at him walking out the door. Oh, I see. He can, like, sneak around on his missions and do his thing when everyone's like, oh, who's this guy? What's he doing? I mean, we could get, like, a little inner city bond, you know? Maybe maybe that could be something. I wouldn't mind it, but I just don't know if that's the route that they're going to go. Yeah. Chicago. Chicago bond. Or maybe, or maybe, you know, Idris Elba, James Bond, is just so classy and so charismatic that everybody knows he's James Bond and they can't do anything about it. <laughs> Ooh, I think he could pull that's, that off. That's sexy. He could pull that off, man. He's he's not a bad looking dude. I'm just saying. If I could be any dude, it'd be Idris Elba. He really is a stud muffin. Am I? Am I? And I mean that in the most straightforward way possible. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone. Now that we're all uncomfortable here. All right. Uh, moving on, we can go to the gaming. I mean, we've, we've talked enough about that. Uh, uh, there's a couple updates in gaming and uh, a game that actually got an update, a little World of Warcraft update. 
Uh, I believe JJ, you know what's going on with this? Yeah, I. All right, so it's only going to be a small, brief um, touch and base on this. For those of you that aren't aware, the World of Warcraft has been around since 2004. Woo! So 14 years in the making, um, they released their seventh expansion, the Battle for Azeroth. Um, and for those of you that are wondering, um, the Battle for Azeroth, what is going on? Um, they actually are looking to go back to their roots of um, pitting the two factions against each other, the Alliance and the Horde. People said some things, and then they did some things, and now they're fighting again after uh, jointly working to save the world from giant demons. Um, players are able to level their characters up to level 120, which in the original uh, vanilla WoW, was the max cap was level 60. Damn. Um, so we've just come a long, long way from, from what it used to be at launch, and um, there are some quality of life changes that they've introduced, um, some new PVP modes that, uh, we haven't seen before. Personally, I don't know that I'm going to jump on the BFA train, but there is a lot of buzz, uh, you know, going around the internet, Reddit and other places for, uh, what seems to be a pretty compelling, uh, expansion for this MMO. I can't believe it's been around since 2004. Uh, only game that's been around longer is the latest Grand Theft Auto that won't ever go away. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but no, that's incredible. I, I, how long have you been playing it? I played probably from 2005 yeah. for a couple of years, and then again maybe like 2010 to 2012. I, I've only played certain expansions. Um, <clears throat> personally, um, I don't think that it matches up to Final Fantasy XIV, which is the MMO that I play nowadays. Um, but I, what's always brought me back to World of Warcraft is the lore, the characters, kind of just the expansive stories that they tell. Um, so I, I've played for a long time on and off, but I can't say that I'm a you know a hardcore World of Warcraft player. Yeah, I and mean, I know that there's like a billion players out there that would say that they are hardcore players. So yeah, that that's a huge update. Obviously, to be around that long and only have seven major updates, so this is obviously a pretty big deal for uh, World of Warcraft fans. Um, something that actually uh, changed as well. Uh, Lynch had talked about it. Uh, FIFA apparently has actually changed for once instead of just porting over another game with more soccer players. Yeah, I mean, it's still porting over the same game. <laughs> uh, they're adding more gameplay, but the biggest thing that they did, more licensing, so they're able to bring in more authentic uniforms. They actually are bringing in the Champions League this year as well. Um, Ooh. And it's, you know, obviously the biggest club soccer tournament in the world and you're able to play in the champions league throughout your season. So say you want to control Real Madrid without Ronaldo, be able to play in the champions league and, you know, advance through the group stages to the knockout stages and then into quarterfinal, semifinals and final. And you'll experience what it is like to be, so they've never had this before, is what you're saying. They've never had it. They've always had knockoff tournaments. Like, you're still able to play, like, in, like, Italy. You're still able to play in, like, the Italy Domestic Cup or the English Domestic Cup if you're playing in the Premier League. But actually been able to play in the UEFA Champions League. 
Okay, <laughs> that's pretty cool. I mean, I, I haven't played FIFA in a few years. I did get the itch every once in a while where I'm like, man, I want to play FIFA. It's like the same way I do with like MLB The Show. I, I like, <laughs> man, I really want to play this game. I get it. I play it for a couple months or a month. Or, you know, I, I get it and, I, and I'm done with it. It's just like, okay, I'll see you in another four years. You know, it's like, I don't know why. That's just how it is for me. But obviously FIFA has a crazy following and the, the people who play that game I don't know how they're so good at it because I, I I play it and I when I played it I just I'm awful I don't I can't score a goal to save my life. I love FIFA. I could one summer I played it like every single day for the whole summer. It's like the best game. It's so addicting. So much fun to score a goal. I don't. Know. I could play it for Reggie. Reggie caught a lot of L's that summer too. Ooh. <laughs> I haven't caught an L since since you a long time ago. <laughs> he was thinking, <laughs> racking his brain. It's, it was a long, you know a long time. Uh, no, that's awesome. I, I'm glad to hear that they're actually putting a little effort into it. Um, it it's it is easy nowadays, especially with sports games, to just kind of do minor changes, like things that a, a typical like up, update you would get on a regular game. Uh, they just hold it back, save it for the next year. Uh, <coughs> Madden, 2K. <coughs> okay. Anyway, those games, you know what I'm saying? They do the same things like that, uh, and it's it's nice to see them actually attempt to tweak it enough to, that it's noticeable so that's cool that people's doing that uh but that i think will wrap up our podcast for today uh but thanks for sticking around we are excited for this weekend i do want to plug it one more time because it's going to be an awesome thing uh on our facebook page we're going to be going facebook live for our fantasy football draft so if you want to check it out it's it's uh, facebook.com search for the chunk pod or just the chunk it might pop up there as well hit like and you will be notified uh, when we go live on Saturday, August 18th, uh, at 7 p.m., we will, uh, I think, believe nine of us will be together. The other three will be uh, long distance, but we'll still get we'll still get their faces up on the computer as well. So we'll all technically be there in spirit. And it's usually, it's it's a pretty good time. Uh, I, I look at me underselling it. It's a freaking awesome time. It's it's my favorite thing to do is when we can all get together as friends, uh, do our, our fantasy football draft and berate each other to their faces when Reggie makes an awful pick. <laughs> that never happens. I've never made a bad pick. Ah, like, uh, you know six what? Years no, that. no, you're right. Listen, I, I totally agree with you. I thought that was true up until last year. I don't know what. You must have been dude, a little. Dude, last year, if I would have kept my team, I would have won the whole thing. I traded all my good players away. I'm just saying, man. I thought I thought for sure you were like on something last year because you, you weren't making Reggie picks. I'm just telling you. Uh, so I, I hope you. I could have been drinking wine. I, I <laughs> hope you come a little more prepared this year. I am excited to, to get everybody together, and we will see you uh, on Facebook Live this weekend. Um, but thank you so much for listening, uh, Lynch, Reggie, JJ. Thanks for stopping by. Uh, and by stopping by, I mean this is your job, so you don't have a choice. Thanks for thanks for participating. Uh, but yeah, no, thanks thanks for stopping by, and uh, we'll catch you guys next week if you're just listening to the podcast. But we'll also catch you this weekend on our Facebook Live. Chunk it up out there, folks. Chunk, chunk, chunk it up. <laughs>